Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is a bit of a different one, a bit of a divergence. The tables have turned and I am being interviewed. So the lovely lady who is interviewing me is none other than Kirsten Leo. You will have definitely heard Kirsten on the Frey podcast. She joined me ages ago when she did my first ever psychic reading on the podcast live. She has joined me since for episodes with a focus on connection. Kirsten Leo now has her own podcast, which is called The Light Path Podcast. She has episodes about finding your purpose, about the wisdom of the body, about her afternoon with none other than Drew Barrymore. I am such a fan of Kirsten and the work that she is doing in the world. So when she invited me to be a guest on her new podcast, I had to, I knew, like I knew I had to, of course, do that. And it was such a pleasure to chat with her. So this is a replay from the Light Path podcast. Definitely jump over and click the link, check it out, subscribe to her podcast. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to today's episode where I am so thrilled to be joined by Kylie Camps to discuss one of the biggest issues that I think so many of us have to deal with. Kylie is the host of The Fray. She is a business owner, an entrepreneur, a all-round amazing mum, and I'm so honored to say that she is a very gorgeous friend of mine. Kylie, welcome to the Light Path Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm also a client of yours. You've been oh. such a help to me. So I'm very grateful that we connected. Oh, well, likewise, likewise. So today I wanted to get you on because you have been sharing with me for a while that you are working on a little passion project of yours that is I'm so excited for you that it's releasing on the 11th of November, but I'm even more excited for the people that are going to really get to benefit from your work and the vulnerability that you are really diving into to put it out there for them. Because Kylie is about to release a guide. It's an in, it's an ebook and a mixture of audio files and ebook called Surviving Separation, How to Heal and Let Go and Move Forward. So congratulations on getting this out there and thank you in advance for so many people it's going to help. Thank you. I am really, really excited to have this project go live. It's something that I've worked on and I mean over the years I've been involved in different ebooks and different guides and programs but this has been the one, Kirsten, that's like just poured from me. Mm. It's been so easy to create this resource and I say easy 
<laughs> it's been easy to create it and pull it together, but not easy in terms of the experience that led me to want to create this resource for other women, especially who are going through, whether it's a divorce or a separation, like a long-term breakup, regardless of who's doing the breaking up and what's happening, it's going to be a resource that I know will be incredibly impactful and helpful. It's going to be your breakup best friend for sure. Oh, I've no doubt. And I'm going to ask you in one moment what your absolute all-time favorite quote is, but you've really just, uh, I guess, sparked in me that idea of being able to use what you know and have it to help heal and guide others. And one of my favorite quotes is a Wayne Dyer quote who talks about when we're inspired, inspired really means in spirit. So when you look back on the difficulties that you went through to eventuate in this process of ease because you were in spirit as it was coming out, there's a sense of maybe, I don't know if I'm putting words into your mouth, but completion or alignment or purpose behind it all. And this is one of the offshoots of that, I would imagine. I love that quote. I might steal it. I might tell you that's my favorite quote too. <laughs> right, do it. <laughs> no, I won't. I've got another one in mind. But yes, because there have been times over the years as someone who, like I've worked for myself now nearly for nine years, I've been financially very independent. I've looked after myself and my kids. And there has been times when I've had to work on projects and it doesn't come as naturally. It's not as inspiring or as in spirit as this one. And I think that's because when you go through a divorce, when you go through a separation, it is so all encompassing. Like for me, it just felt like I was, I was, I was going to say born again, but it's almost like you're just pulled apart, like you're just dissolving. And so to work on creating this resource that I truly believe is going to be that compendium for people to turn to and know they're not alone and to also have a process to move through, I feel so proud, like so, so proud of this work and it has just been really easy to get this all together. That is so beautiful and I just really want to emphasize ease doesn't mean, um, it actually means the opposite to what we think. I think if we think if things come easy to us or we hear that it's come easy to someone else, we may not as value it as much but we should more because it's it just is an indication for me of how aligned it is. Yes, and easy when I say that, I don't mean, oh, it's been a breeze and I knocked it out. It's taken like nine months of creation, actually more, more than that. I was first started writing this in January. So yeah, nine months, 10 months-ish at the minute. And it hasn't been easy in terms of not taking any effort. It's taken a lot of effort, but it's been something that I've wanted to do. You know how it's like, if you want to do something, it doesn't matter what effort is involved. You will stay up late. You will get up early. You will research things. Um, you'll get it done. So yeah, easy in the sense of I've wanted to do it, but not easy in the sense of it's taken five minutes to create. Inspired. So it's coming from your soul rather than any other kind of cognitive part of you. So hit us with it. What is your favorite quote? 
full disclosure, Kirsten sent me a little bit of a brief about what she was going to talk to me about. And as we started, I said, hey, I didn't really look at that. And she's like, Kylie, she actually gave me two birds. She gave me two middle fingers. Um, (laughs) But my favorite quote, it's the one that always comes to mind is success is the sum of small habits repeated day in, day out. And to me, success and happiness are interchangeable. I think, you know, you can't make your whole life happy and pleasant in one day, but our life is just the sum of our days. So if we're looking after ourselves with those small habits, those small bids towards whatever success means for us, that's why that quote always sticks in my mind. It's And it's so true. And I've no doubt that this guide really speaks to the essence of that in that it will guide you through with many techniques and reflections that you can then begin to incorporate in your process of separation, no matter where along the journey you are with it. Yeah. And even just when you were speaking then, Kirsten, and you said the word guide, I had a little bit of a personal epiphany because anything else we've ever created, we always refer to as a program. Like I've got the Mm -hmm. kind parenting company that has programs. We've got the blueprint, which is a journaling experience. But this, the word that I've settled on is guide. And it's because yes, admit like amongst a broken heart, it can be really hard to know which way is up. So you do almost need someone to guide you through. And I know that this will be one element of feeling like you are being guided through one of the hardest times in your life if you go through a breakup. So If you could share with us for those listeners that maybe are not necessarily familiar with your story, you know, as briefly as is appropriate, what is your divorce story or your separation story? Yeah, that's a, it can be a tricky one to share really personal things because I never want to overstep Mm -hmm. or share things that other parties would find uncomfortable And I have to be really uh, cognizant of that when I speak and really mindful of not to overstep lines because um, I share children, Mm -hmm. you know, I share children with someone and that has to be, uh, there's got to be a level of respect and protection and preservation for all parties involved there. So I've never really publicly gotten into the weeds in terms of this is the one thing that caused my divorce. This was the impetus. Like I've never, I've never gone down that path because it's not appropriate. But what I will say from my perspective, like, I mean, I guess my divorce story, um, the, the essential, or I guess the need to know the relevant info is I went through a divorce in a separation in 2019. A divorce takes time. You can't just separate and then get that paperwork for your divorce. Um, when my when our children were five years old, mm-hmm. five and a half years old, uh, they're now nearly nine. That I think that math works out. But um, we have twin boys. Went through a separation, and in a way, it was both unexpected and completely expected. Like it, I felt like it was both things for me. You and I have have spoken about this in another episode that we've done on romantic connection. I think for me growing up, there was a lot of pressure put on how important it was to grow up, 
meet a good man, meet a good man early, like meet a good man early in your 20s or even earlier if possible because that's the way it was done in my parents' generation. You know, you meet someone and you choose them early on and they're good and you have a good life and you put your blinders on and you focus on that. That's the important thing that you've got that uh, social proof that you were chosen and that you are good and this is the good life. So there's that element to it. Um, I also think if I'm being completely honest about my own experience, I believe it's really true that unless we do the work, we choose our parents as our partner. And so whilst I won't get into the weeds of talking about past partners, I will share with you that I, and my dad knows this, my dad's very much emotionally shut off. You know, like for him, it's black and white. There's no gray. There's no nuance. My dad really values how someone looks. I would say that was like an overarching theme for me and that I then went out to prove with my confirmation bias that that was important. So I sought out a partner who would reconfirm for me that my worth was all steeped in how I presented to the outside. So it's all, you know, it's a big soup of childhood beliefs and traumas and all that sort of stuff that kind of connected us in the first place. And then going through the separation was so incredibly confronting because throughout that relationship, I had really outsourced so much of my power in so many ways. I didn't do anything for myself in terms of, I didn't know anything about bank accounts, about the mortgage, um, wow. about contents insurance, about when my rego was due, because I had this person who was such a well-oiled machine and such a, a ran a very tight ship, to speak frankly. And so during the separation process, really realizing that I had tied so much of my identity to being a good wife and a good mum, and what does it mean if I'm no longer those things? Who am I separate from that title? And so the separation was a separation from that relationship, but it was also this discovery of how disconnected I was for myself and how lost I was. Um, and it's definitely taken a few years to kind of feel like I've found myself. And, and isn't it funny really that, a, that your story of separation is really a story of connection with yourself? Yes, and I think often that's what a separation is for so many people. Mm. They get to a point when they feel like they have to choose between the relationship or connection to self because they just can't grow any further in that relationship. It's nice to hear you talk about the grace that you hold for yourself through that time, but also through everyone at that time. I firmly believe, adamantly believe, that largely speaking, everyone is out there just doing their best. And when we know better, hopefully we do better, but most of us are just out there doing our best. So I don't think any type of separation is ever one-sided or one event driven. I think that everyone's just doing their best. And I want to really emphasize that for those of you that are listening that might be experiencing the same thing. It's almost like let, let's allow us to take the blame out of choices and see each other with that depth of compassion that if everyone's just trying to do their best, here is here is a guide to help you through that looking after your side of the street. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yes, and I talk a lot about that in Surviving Separation because that's really hard. If you've been enmeshed with someone, if you've been so tangled up and you're so used to having them to co-regulate and co-sign and to assist in making decisions and the running of the house and everything like that, it can be really confronting to have that scaffolding removed from you. So I talk a lot about that in Surviving Separation because you know, and I talk about specifically, there's a section on like the immediate CPR after a breakup. And like, I talk about how you have to cut yourself off from that person for a little bit, you know, you might not be able to cut them off completely because you might have children together, but it's really hard to sever those ties. So, so hard. And like you say, especially when your identity or your basic survival needs of paying bills and things like that are so caught up in this this connection or this choice that you have to be with this person. And I think there are so many levels on which you could possibly approach surviving this really difficult period in your life. But what were your, like I like that idea of CPR as soon as you break up, but what were your top go-to strategies that you employed that you are now sharing with others to help them survive a separation? For me, one of my coping mechanisms is to almost disassociate and disconnect. And that's not healthy and it's not helpful. And I would say in surviving separation, one of the things I wanted to do was be really transparent in saying, if you are noticing yourself engaging in these types of behavior, it's probably a coping strategy. And here are some healthier ways to do it. Because our first impulse on how to cope isn't always the best. Mm. You know, our first impulse on how to cope could be connecting with someone else really quickly from a place of desperation, or it could be getting back into controlling your food. It could be drinking. It could involve substances. So in Surviving Separation, I really talk about healthier ways to cope. And one of the things that was really helpful for me that I had to learn, because no one talks about it really, was the importance of having tethers and understanding that I was like the way that I kind of describe it in the guide is people talk about great about grief as being a big wave but really grief is like the ocean that you're swimming in and you're grieving the loss of the relationship and different sized waves are going to keep hitting you and they're going to hit you sometimes when you're looking at them and you know they're coming, such as like a big milestone mm. or whatever it is. But other times you're facing the other way and you get completely knocked off kilter in an unexpected way. Like perhaps it's the first time that you have to nominate an emergency contact ooh. and you realize, oh, okay, I'm an adult putting down my parent, um, mm. which is fine, but it's just a moment of like a reckoning when maybe you've been avoiding the reality of what's going on. So sometimes you'll get hit by these waves and you're not expecting it. And the important thing to understand is you're going to be in the ocean for a while. So what you need is an anchor or a tether. You need something to anchor to so that when you are hit, 
you're stable. You have something that is within your control that is a helpful behavior, not within your control that is taking you away from your values such as, you know, getting a dopamine hit from social media Mm -hmm. or controlling something else in your life, but having a healthy tether. So it could be, you know, as cliche as it sounds, uncovering what your actual hobbies are, your passions are, this version of yourself or reconnecting with old passions. It could be um, really leaning into journaling. Your tether could be your therapy. Your tether could be a project. It could be working on something new and exciting. But it's important to start building out tethers that reflect your new identity, not your relational identity, because so many of us have tethers that are connected to other people. Our kids could be our tethers, our partners, um, the friendships that we had with our partners, all of that stuff. It's about building out new anchors, new tethers to really help you move throughout this process in knowing that you're going to be in the ocean for a while and it's going to get rough and all things are going to hit you, but you've got this thing that you can come back to that is just for you. And I think that's such good advice regardless of where you are on any type of relationship scale. So although I'm not surviving a separation, um, I think that the fact that I've cultivated for myself um, routines and rituals that are just for me, of me and for me, that have nothing to do with a job, a person, a place, And some of those rituals for me are my meditation or my um, exercise. Exercise is really important to me and I love it. And so whenever I'm feeling like I need to be tethered to something, it will always be to come back to my rituals that are just for me. So even if you're listening to this and you are in a relationship where this isn't an issue for you or you feel like you're not going through this, I would really, really encourage you to develop those things now for yourself for many reasons. It could be you're separating from your job or your career or an identity of um, of not being a mother into being a mother. There, there are so many things that we can go through that we could really draw upon that advice and tether ourselves to things that are important to us because I have to say one of the biggest things I hear, you really just sparked me, Kylie, from people, especially women, um, people, women that have had children, women that are going through separation, is they have no idea what their hobbies are or interests are and they're like, please give me guidance, tell me what it is. And it's like that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I've got the Blueprint program as well. And in that there's like a little illustration of a table with all of these different legs, because if you just have your relationship, you know, being a good wife, a good partner as your main leg of a table, and that gets knocked out from under you and it can happen. It was unexpected, as I said, unexpected, but expected in ways. But, you know, if that leg gets knocked out, your table crashes. But if you've got 20 legs and yes, your relationship status can be a leg of it, that can be important because you can co-regulate and whatnot and depend on someone and develop a secure attachment. But Having multiple legs of your identity table should absolutely be the goal because then, heaven forbid, you do find yourself going through a separation. You might not be at ground zero like I was because you've got 
yeah, these things that you know about yourself. For sure. I think it's so, so important. And that is why I think I was so curious to explore connection with you in particular, because we've both as individuals, we have a series together where we're looking at connection and you can find those episodes on both the fray and here where we're really unpacking the concept of connection because it will be so important all throughout our lives. And here we're talking about what happens when the connection is severed. Yeah. And for people who go through a separation and they have children as well, that's a whole other level too Mm -hmm. because everyone's situation is different. You might have sole custody for me, eventually we went to shared custody after some time and that was so soul-destroying, Kirsten. Like, mm. I mean, you've, you've heard me cry so many times over this because, as I mentioned, you've been an integral part of, like I said at the start, I've been your client. You've been so integral in helping me move forward and letting things go. But going through a separation and then no longer being able to feel like you're a good mum in quotes or to have your children within arm's reach when you've always had them within arm's reach is like a whole other level of soul destroying. It's really hard. And it's this, this experience that I never predicted I would go through because I don't think anyone gets married or anyone has kids thinking like hedging their bets going, Oh, it could end in divorce. You know, you, you do it in in the good in good spirit and good faith thinking that it's going to be your happily ever after and so it's really confronting and you have to grieve so many things you grieve the loss of the actual relationship you grieve the future that you thought that you were going to have because there's implicit this there is an implicit understanding oh you're getting married like you're marrying this person you're going to grow old with that person so you grieve this future that you didn't even live yeah, and I think that that's that's such a important point. It's it's never one dimensional, and it's not just a breakup. It's grieving what was. It's grieving who you were. Yeah, and it's grieving who you thought or your you had planned to be. And and I think as a woman, especially, it really hits me hard. Um, Although I obviously when I work with someone and when I worked with you, my job is to hold space and I can do that and separate myself from it and get on with my day. But I have to say that is the one thing that tugs at my heart long after I've heard it. A woman pining for her natural ability to be with her babies and, you know, I've watched you, I've watched friends, very close friends really struggle with that. And I, and I just want to highlight it, not to make anyone feel terrible about it, but just, just to put it out there and acknowledge it, that that is probably one of the hardest things. And I've even had friends say to me, I'm not going to divorce or I'm not going to separate because of that reason. I want to stay with the kids how it is. Because, and I can't speak for everyone, but I felt like I could accept and deal with my heartbreak. I could deal with the romantic relationship ending, but the heartbreak that comes from seeing the way that your kids can be impacted by a divorce is like soul destroying is the the term I always come back to. It splinters your heart and to hold, you know, 
to hold, I guess, on in both hands, on one hand, you just want to keep your kids close to you and you're like, you know that the best place for them is with you. But then you also know that for their best interest, they need to develop a relationship and a healthy relationship with the other parent if that is realistic and safe for all parties. So it's, again, as a mum, it's swallowing what you what you want really for yourself yeah. um, because we can use our kids sometimes as a safety blanket and go like, oh, no, I need them with me because they need it. But often it's because we need it. Yeah, for sure. Because it's sure. it's devastating to peel that, um, I guess, that identity part, that relational identity part of the mum to peel that back and to go, oh, I'm going to encourage this separation from my children because that's in their best interest there are just so many complicated feelings that come up. There's so many complicated feelings where you're like, oh, what's going on? What is this pain? And how do I actually hold it and deal with it? For sure. And and if I can give my spiritual, I guess, or sixth sense, two cents worth, would be that just to gently remind ourselves that those little souls, they choose us. And they choose us for a reason. It's not as if they chose us cognitively knowing that this would eventuate, but they're with you for a reason and that they will grow and develop through this. And this is part, just as much a part of their story as it is yours. And it's not good or better or worse or whatever. It just is. Um, So that's always something to remember. So as you ride these waves and and go through the nuances of all these emotions that happens how is this program I guess written um with your wisdom and experience and to help people through this and what can they expect from this I just called it a program but it is a guide what can they expect from this guide as they work their way or you through it or use it Well, in the true sense, I guess, of the word guide, I do want people to feel led and held throughout their process because I didn't always feel that. I felt a lot of the time completely discombobulated and like I don't know which way is up. Mm -hmm. So this guide is designed, it's curated to really take people through that journey. So we start with, you know, and wherever you are in your journey, perhaps you've been separated for six months, a year, two years, whatever it is, because sometimes time doesn't matter. We're still stuck. We're still stuck in the early stages because we're not moving forward. But it's designed to really take you through the whole experience of understanding why this is causing so much distress because sometimes there's shame in being like, well, I'm healthy. My kids are healthy. I've got a roof over my head. Why am I feeling so distressed? But it's actually speaking to, you know, the historical nature that sometimes we find ourselves in when we're feeling hysterical. You know, there's that saying, if it's hysterical, it's historical. So we talk about trauma. Like that. Say Say that again. I want to hear that again. If it's hysterical, it's historical. So if we're in this state of hysteria and that could look like, for some people, that's a quiet hysterical state and for other people it's Mm -hmm. really deep, loud, crying into your pillow type. But if you're in a really activated sense of trauma, it's often because something's coming up for you. There's a childhood wound. So we talk about what's being activated, you know, for you, what is the fear? What's coming up and what does that look like? Because trauma 
is so uh, varied, you know, and there will be a level of trauma in every separation. So, I mean, it takes you through the immediate CPR, why you're feeling the way you are. Break up rituals that are a bit sugary, but they're sugary and they're sweet for a reason, you know, like like things that... Nothing wrong with a bit of sugar in your diet. No, nothing, and there's nothing wrong. And I talk about this in the in the guide, like for us as women, we're actually, I think, more fortunate than men are during breakups because for us, part of moving through the breakup is talking about it with our girlfriends. Mm. It's connection. It's watching the sad movies. It's crying to the sad songs. And they're the sugary rituals that I'm talking about. But, and I, again, I talk about this in the guide, we don't have the ceremony for the loss. If someone dies, we have a funeral, we have awareness, we have a process. That funeral involves getting together with people and it involves a eulogy where we reflect and we pay tribute to this person that we've lost. It involves a wake. You know, I've been to funeral wakes that have felt truly like parties where laughing kids are playing and that's part of the healing process. You cry at the funeral, you celebrate and you might cry some more at the wake, but you're doing it in a different spirit. You're moving on. A breakup is very similar to someone dying. Something is dying. The space between two people is dead. It's dying, but we don't have that ceremony to process the loss. So a lot of surviving separation is like giving you the tools to give yourself closure and to process what's going on. We talk about how to tell friends and family and full Ooh. disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full disclosure. I have expert contributors to this guide. So I have my lawyer, who was a massive support for me. She has given so much legal information because that's the thing, right? When you're in a separation, you ask people questions and everyone's got a story. Yeah. The amount of people that would say to me, oh, you'll get this or you're entitled to that. And they have no idea. Like that's not actually how the legal system works. So there's proper information in this guide that is definitive for you. And that doesn't mean that you need to engage a lawyer, but it's explaining to you what your rights are so that you don't have to go and have those misinformed conversations with well-meaning friends and family. You can no matter where you have support. Sorry, Kylie. Yeah. No matter where you're listening to this in the world, that will obviously change within your legal context. So make sure that you are, you know, really finding out that information from experts rather than the well-meaning, gorgeous opinion and experience of others. Absolutely. We have a clinical family therapist who has provided guidance on how to tell your kids and support your kids. We have um, a holistic psychologist speaking about ways to heal. We've got a divorce coach in there. This is not just one mum sharing her experience. This is a team of people giving you some really evidence-based practices that you can engage in. We talk about trauma, as I mentioned, grief, tethers, your relationship with accepting uncertainty and fear. We talk about how to separate from a narcissist. Also, there's information in there about, you know, whether you're dealing with a toxic breakup versus domestic violence, because I want people to be very clear on their boundaries, which we talk about boundaries, closure, forgiveness, and compassion for yourself and for your ex, therapy and support, and how to actually use this pain as a breakthrough, because you can take this breakup and use it as a breakthrough to grow. 
there's a lot in there. It's so it's dense. So and there's, there's like going to be about 10 hours of audio as well. Wow. I, is it, is it, um, is it weird to be, I feel excited and I'm not even going through a separation, but I feel excited for the people that this can possibly, like you say, guide, because I'm sure that there's heaps out there in terms of psychology of divorce. And I, and I'm, I'm sure that that's very helpful, but this just sounds ground roots practical and you say it's not just a mum telling her story of divorce I'm like no is that your Kylie voice (laughs) did I I nail it yeah that's it a little slower (laughs) it's actually about you are leading because it's about you saying well this is how I walked my path and if you're about to walk this or you are walking this here are things that can help you and I would say, yes, and I stumbled through oh, my path and these are the things that are going to, that I wish I knew because I had so many misguided conversations because I was turning to the wrong people for guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout, because I have this platform where I could have conversations with leaders in different areas, like I was able to talk with um, a leader in self-compassion and really uncover some helpful things there. There were times when I definitely was stumbling around in the dark of all of it and just wished that I'd had a resource. I wished that I could hit play on some audio and hear another woman say, yeah, I've had some really fucking dark nights, some really, really hard times where I've questioned if I'm a good mum, where I've questioned what I'm doing to my kids, where, you know, like all too often I think that we hear this rhetoric that, you know, someone will wake up one day and decide, oh, my relationship was over and they're so sure, so much conviction. And then they just go out there and they girl boss their way through it. That's great if that's happening for you, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. I had moments of clarity in my relationship where I thought, oh, oh, this isn't where I should be. But even with those moments of clarity throughout the divorce process, I still found myself writing letters to my ex being like, should we keep working on it? Because Mm. it was so scary. It was so Mm. scary to keep forging forward. And so this guide, it is like my heart and soul. And like, I just think it's going to be really good. And you said that you felt excited hearing about it. Jordan, who works for me, who is not going through a breakup, who has been married for years, she obviously works with me, but as she was editing it, she said this is something she would buy just to understand more what people are going through because it's very complicated. It can bring up a lot. And even if you're going through um, a separation, maybe not in terms of a romantic partner, but you might be separating from identification in terms of work or changing careers, like, you know, and, and that's the light that I would read it in because there was nothing out there as I transitioned from one thing to the other. And, and so there's always gold that we can take. So I would say to whoever's listening to this, don't, when you're looking for resources and, and, and guidance from people, it's nothing is ever as it seems. And so this might be coined as a separation, surviving separation, but the separation in itself is an experience that we have in many different areas of our lives. It's a loss. It can be a loss. It can be a loss of a friendship, which can be more painful than a loss of a romantic partner. So as someone who maybe 
is on the brink of a separation within their lives in whatever capacity or, you know, a little bit into it or even contemplating perhaps walking this path, what would you want to say to them now that you're someone who has, you know, found themselves a little bit further down the road? Oh, there are so many things. And that's why we've got the guide because there's not one neat sentence that I think could sum it all up. What I will say is for me, it's been worth it. And there were times when I didn't feel like it was. So if you're in the thick of it and you're feeling like it's not worth it, like it's so hard, you know, maybe you're in a nasty custody battle or you're on your way to court right now, or you're in mediation and you're trying to work it out and you're thinking like, I am never going to feel good again. I'm never going to be okay. And maybe it's not worth it. You know, maybe it's better to stay silent and, you know, keep making this thing work to the best of its ability. I questioned it so many times throughout my journey because when you're not feeling stable in yourself, you're not having rational thoughts. But as someone who is, I would say, on the other side of it and mostly at peace with everything, there are still things that come up that I'm like, oh, it's a bit prickly, but it's been worth it. And I can see now it's what exactly what needed to happen, but it took me three years to be able to say that. And I know that feels like a long time, but we're here for a long time too. Life no, is long. This is a long time. I think it's relatively short. And in any kind of alignment practice I teach, you know, the caveat, my alignment is just my word for manifestation. In any type of alignment practice, unless you're able to really be so connected to and dedicated to the place where you're going, then you'll always be asking that question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And maybe just innately you had that idea of, you know, you might not have known what it looked like, but you were dedicated to where you were going. And here is a guide that can help others along that way. Yeah, absolutely. And if you love podcasts, you're going to love surviving separation because you don't need to read a thing if you don't want to you can hit play and when you're going through a breakup you're so consumed by it that you just want to have conversations about it and you want people to listen and you want to feel validated and this can be a way to take the pressure off your friends as well because you can get it in your ears and be like okay cool I've had my fix I can now go and have a functioning conversation that isn't just centered around my sadness (laughs) I, it's, I'm laughing, but it's so true. Um, so tell us where can we find this? Where can we find you if it's something that speaks to your soul? The easiest way to find me is probably via Instagram. If you search Kylie Camps, I will pop up. And then if you just click link in my bio, you will have options there where you can find the podcast where I have lots of conversations just like this. You can then find the blueprint, which is our journaling experience. And of course, surviving separation, which launches on the 11th of the 11th, um, just because we thought that was a nice little angel number there and anything else you'll find it through Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to go. Otherwise go to thefray.com, which is F R A E. Thank you, Kylie, so much for joining us. Thank you for your vulnerability and talking about something that is, I can't imagine, easy to discuss. Um, And in advance, thank you for putting something out there that can guide people. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. through a part of their path which perhaps isn't as illuminated or well-lit as we like. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go.